When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Tim Tebow back in the system. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Tippers got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Picked off. The old Justin Simmons. Featuring Mike DeSico. Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, Let's go. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Christopher Hart of Mile High Report. The Denver Broncos fell today to the Houston Texans. The win streak is over. I blame Alex Singleton. Chris, what say you? I guess I would have to bl- uh, blame Russell Wilson today. Go on. Just a devastating loss for the Broncos. I mean, winning five in a row was great. Everyone was excited, but this was a, a must-win game for Denver on the road in Houston. If they would have won today, their playoff odds would have went up to about 61% but a loss has now dropped them to 21%. The only silver lining, and the games are still going on, is that Pittsburgh is losing to the Cardinals, and the Titans might take down the Indianapolis Colts, who are also in the mix for the playoff race. So Denver's loss today might be a little bit not as bad if those teams pull out, but still a terrible loss on the road. I don't think that we would have envisioned having a shot to win at the end of the game, knowing the team didn't convert a single third down all game long, 0 for 11. And Wilson had three interceptions, and the offense was just abysmal for the most part. So tough loss. 
tough one to see, tough one to write about. Uh, I think looking back, if the Broncos do miss the postseason, we'll look back at this Houston game as the reason why. It's so frustrating to think about like the Will Lutz mixed, missed extra point in the Raiders game, the Alex Singleton uh, penalty on fourth down that allowed them to score a touchdown when we lose by six. Uh, there's been so many like just near miss stupid mistake kind of things that have haunted us this season. Like I, I can't imagine what our record would be if those things like just those two items, like think of, think about those two wins, like how important those would be right now. Um, we got to stop making stupid mistakes like Turner yell running into the punter. Like, thank goodness that didn't turn into a thing. And um there's just it's just kind of sloppy. Like today was today was not the best outing. I was happy that we were in it at the end, but I didn't look good. Yeah, I mean, I thought the defense for the most part did look good. Unfortunately, there were a couple of big plays. I think two passing uh, uh, passes to Nico Collins for 50 yards or more, which led to points, which isn't good. But limiting the Texas offense to 22 points in the game, and with the shots that they gave them. It should have been better, but Denver's offense the first half, what were they? Uh, they had one successful drive for the field goal, but other than that, had six punts and then three interceptions in the second half. Things kind of were breaking the Broncos' way as far as turnovers went during their winning streak, and whether or not that's luck or whether or not they just did a really good job of getting the ball. Uh, they were, what, 0-3 in the turnover differential today, so... Anytime that happens, it's going to be tough. But uh, nothing really broke the Broncos' way today, even though that they had 100-some rushing yards. Uh, about 30 or 40 of those were Russell, Russell Wilson scrambles. So without having a strong running game, uh, the Broncos weren't able to really get a whole lot done on offense. I, I like their aggressiveness at the beginning of the game. I like those deep shots that started off to Cortland Sutton. Unfortunately, one went through his hands and the other one was tipped. But it just... Uh, a heartbreaking loss for a team that desperately needed another win to keep our playoff hopes alive. I'm not sure the Broncos can win them all down the stretch to end up making it, but uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. It's a, it's a tough one. Well, we're not dead yet. We've got um, the uh, the Chargers. We go to L.A. to play them uh, yeah. next. Uh, it could be a get-right game. and You never know which Chargers – team you're gonna get i honestly i think that we uh we split the two that we have left um with them and then the detroit game is now must win because of this texans game uh the last three games of the year i think we could win um we just we that detroit game now stands out as if if we're serious about the postseason that will have to be a victory uh maybe Maybe. Well, the Detroit game doesn't have really imp – I mean, as far as a win in the column and trying to get into the postseason absolutely matters. But as far as, like, conference tiebreakers, head-to-heads and whatnot, it's kind of irrelevant. But like you said, that this Chargers game coming up next week looms large. That's a must-win game. I think the Chargers only beat the Patriots 6 to nothing today. So I'm still optimistic about our chances against the Chargers next week on the road. But today's loss was not a good one. And Lori just popped into the chat to give her opinions. And she looks a little bit morose, a little bit solemn, sad like the rest of us. 
So we want to hear her opinions on the game today. Jump in. Well, it was like a roller coaster. You know, this is a game I think going in, it we've known for at least some weeks that it was going to be one of the toughest ones we had to face in our remaining schedule, especially as they've been a surging team. And then we were looking terrible early on. So it's like, ah, here we go. But then we came back. So you're like, you know, it's the hope that kills you. And then oh, an interception in the back of the end zone, like wiped it away. So it, I don't actually feel, I mean, I, I feel like as someone in our chat said, it, we played terribly and almost won. So I'm actually not too disheartened about the team, but we do need to, we need to be able to consistently play well, you, you know, and look at it like we've got to win every every last game on our schedule now because that's the kind of team that has to go to, to the playoffs is a consistently good team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And like I was telling Jess earlier, you know, it seemed for the most part, I mean, there were some explosive plays by the Texans, but I thought Vance Joseph's defense for the most part did pretty well. But I, I had pointed it out earlier before you came in, all for 11 on third downs. Yeah. I, I would like to see, we're going to have to get Joe on this, the number of games in Sean Payton's career as a head coach to where the offense didn't convert a single third down. I wonder how many there are. Probably not very many. So that, that was terrible. I thought the whole passing attack for the most part looked really bad. And on a side note, I, I've been really impressed with Jaleel McLaughlin as a undrafted rookie free agent, but it seems like every week he gets into the game now, like you know what they're going to do and give it to him. And every play that is out there is just like for one or two yards or no yards at all. So I think that everything seemed a little bit too predictable for the Broncos offense today as well. So hats off to the Texans and D'Amico Ryans and them for doing a good job, you know, forcing those three turnovers and keeping the Broncos at bay. That was a, it was a good win for them, but a tough one for us. CJ Stroud looks like he's l legit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, uh, see that. And that's the thing. Like, you think about how the Carolina Panthers are feeling right now after having to fire Frank Reich and they took Bryce Young, like if they could go back in time and have CJ Stroud, like how the trajectory of that one choice could change where they're at right now. But yeah, CJ Stroud is looking phenomenal. So that's another quarterback in the AFC that as a rookie is doing incredibly well. And just another quarterback that the Broncos have to go up against for years to come now while we try to figure out what we're going to do at the position moving forward after this year. I I really wish that we didn't have to feel this way about Russell Wilson. It was not the greatest performance today. Uh, a lot of underthrown passes, a lot of, I mean, granted, he doesn't have a lot of time uh, in the pocket to get the ball out. A lot yeah, of the, the, the line struggled today for sure. It was, it, it was tougher to watch than in recent weeks. Um, yeah. And I would really like the Russell Wilson experiment to like last into next year, to be able to last into next year, not to like force it into happening next year. Um I, th I think I think he'll have a little bounce back before the end of the season. I I still think the Broncos make the playoffs. I don't think they go very far in the playoffs, but uh, losing today certainly was a kick to the pills. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they they certainly have a shot. I mean, I think that they're going to come out with the win next week on the road against the Chargers, get back into that winning mode. But as I kind of alluded to, and I haven't tried to been overtly negative during the podcast, but the offense has been a concern, I think, for most of the year. And I think the five-game winning streak, which I would credit mostly to the defense, has kind of distracted our thought on that. But uh, I can't remember what beat reporter it was, but just that Denver's third quarter offense the entire year has just been abysmal, bottom of the league. They've scored 10 points. No, well, now 17 because they did get that touchdown to Sutton third quarter. But that's bad, and it's crazy how many coin tosses the Broncos have won and deferred to get the ball in the second half to hopefully get something going. But that trend of not being able to do that has just proliferated throughout the whole year. And uh, that's something that they need to get much better at if they want to be serious about making the playoffs with uh, these last games left, these last six games, that's going to have to change. Well, Lori, any final thoughts on, on this uh, Broncos loss? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, I think Chris has done a great job summarizing, you know, some, our issues, right? And I agree. The defense has been the star the last few weeks, but the offense has looked better. Um, and, and today I, you know, I don't know how to compare the Texans defense or pressure with some of the other ones, but I, from my understanding, we've faced some top defenses. You know, we faced Cleveland last week and did way better. Um, so I don't, I don't know what, it, you know, what really went wrong today, but it was frustrating to watch. It's always frustrating to watch us struggle so long and then get it together. Cause you know, Russell Wilson also had some, some amazing passes, um, still and it's like maybe maybe some of the play calling on certain downs was suspect <laughs> um to you know to not put us in the best position to get the first down but i guarantee sean payton is going to bring up that stat about the 011 i don't know how many he how many games he's had like that but he has been talking about third downs and first and second down efficiency you know pretty much all season so you know it's a big deal to him and you know he's going to rail on it today um, as he should um, because, you know, some of those were, were kind of st stupid ones that we couldn't pick up, right? You know, they were, they were third and short and we didn't, we didn't pick them up, but I, I'm still not, I'm not feeling down on this team though, or even on Russell Wilson. I, in some ways, like the, I don't know, the honeymoon had to end a little bit with that, that win streak. Um, I'm glad it came against a good team. I think the fact that we weren't having a good game and we're still in it. And the fact that we came back and we were in it till the very end is, you know, sh should be at least a, a positive for the team so that they won't have any trouble bouncing back. And it's nice that they have the chargers next week. Um, generally like that, that should be a friendly, it's usually a friendly environment. It's a home game in LA for a little bit. So, um, so that's, you know, that's good. I'm thankful we have that game next and and then we go to the Lions. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, if we can just, I, if we get over, if we have a good game next week, then I think we, we finish strong. Um, I don't know if I'm as optimistic, Jess, as you are about the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? But. Playoffs. <laughs> um I would just really like us to have a winning record. <laughs> that would be just such a big deal 
from where we've come from. So go Broncos. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really down on them after this week, a little frustrated that they didn't pull it together sooner in the game, but I feel like the rails didn't come off. And hats off to the traveling fan base of the Denver Broncos for turning that stadium orange. There were so many Broncos fans there, especially with how good the Texans are playing these days. Like those tickets probably were not very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Go, good job, Broncos country. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chris, you got any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this up? Well, I just kind of want to go back to kind of what Laurie said, and we even talked about last pod week, uh, last podcast during last week's game. Uh, I think that fans should still be excited about what we've seen from the Broncos over the past six weeks, despite their loss today. Uh, five game winning streak is nothing to be uh, sad about. I mean, be excited about that, and the, the the team is trending in the right direction. But they just need a, a rebound victory against the Chargers next week, and I'm confident that they'll do that. Uh, Chargers look terrible today. They only put up six points against New England, who's one of the worst three teams in the league. So uh, we had some issues today, but like Lori said, I think that Peyton's going to really harp on that third down stuff. Uh, they're going to try to improve in the red zone. So they're not out of it yet. We're not dead in the water. Our chances aren't 0%. They're worse than they would have been with a win, but we still have six more games left to see what we can. Uh, is it six more games or five more games? Five, right? Because now we're 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 six and six, twelve, five more games. Yeah, five more games. So we've got one, two, three. The Chargers four. twice, the, the, Lions, Raiders, the Lions, New England, and New England. Yeah. yeah, it's it'll be interesting, but we just have to hope that they they can finish strong. And I, I'd be, I'm hopeful and still optimistic about the playoffs, but a winning record is just fine by me. But Today was a, a tough one, but we'll do better next week. I promise. Out of, out of curiosity, do you guys know what kind of schedule the Texans and the Colts, you know, what they have in their next five games? They play each other, oh, I think, the cool. last game of the year. So that's huge. And the sad thing is that uh, earlier in the podcast when Jess and I had started, that Indianapolis was losing in overtime to Tennessee, but they came back and won. I so know. that's. <laughs> That's a tough one, but they do play each other. And it seems like most people had thought that they had easier schedules the rest of the way. Let me check it real quick. Yeah, I'm curious. We'll look at the Colts. They're going to have the Bengals and the Steelers. So that Steelers game, if the Steelers lose today, you're kind of hoping that the Colts would take care of business against the Steelers just for the 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 win-loss look. And then the Colts go on the road to the Falcons and then host the Raiders after Christmas. And then they finish at home against Houston, which will just be a ginormous game, that game. Houston <laughs> Texans schedule. Oh, they go on the road to take on the Jets, who are just terrible. Nathaniel Hackett's there, so of course they're going to be bad. <laughs> then they go on the road to face the Titans, who are, well, they're the Titans. Then they have the Browns at home on Christmas Eve. And then they have the Titans again, which is a home game after Christmas. And then, as we had said earlier, they they finish off with the Colts. So there are a couple of those games where they're playing opponents that Denver's fighting against. So 
at this point in time, we just have to look at the win-loss records and be like, oh, well, whoever's got the most wins close to the Broncos has got to lose. But We just need to go on another five-game winning streak, and we're yeah, fine. Let's, let's, let's have two <laughs> five-game winning streaks this season. That's a good point. Let's just do that. I agree. I think, yeah, I think that is a, a tremendous note to, to end this podcast on. Uh, Lori, yes, let's do another five-game win streak, finish strong, go to the playoffs, and the rest is gravy after starting – the season so poorly. Um, well, the Broncos ended up losing today at Houston, a score of twenty-two to sixteen. Right? That was what twenty-two to seventeen. Twenty-two to seventeen. Damn it! We were so close, five points, and we were right there. We were right there with seconds ticking away in the game. Could have done it. Didn't happen. Uh, for wow. Christopher Hart and Lori Lattimore Volkman, I am Just Place, and you are listening to Mile High Broncos podcasts, post game, awesome stuff, the post game show, <laughs> the post game review, the post game review, something, something Broncos post game show, <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> we'll get them next week. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply you